Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Awe Stories. Each week we speak with some beautiful souls about self-care, radical self-love, and the practices that have led them to transform into being heroes of their own lives. I hope you leave each episode feeling inspired and motivated in your own journey of self-discovery, ready to create greater presence and moments of wonder and awe in your everyday life. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Awe Stories. So September is International Yoga Awareness Month, so each episode this month we will feature different yoga and self-care practices. So today I'm excited because we're talking with Jasmine, who is a certified yoga therapist. She studied clinical yoga therapy and now runs Root Yoga Therapy out of Los Angeles, California. As always, you can find our show notes and our resources on our website at www.abreathafreshaw.com. Hey, thank you so much for joining our show today, Jasmine. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Of course. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? So I am, not at all, and um, I am a L.A. native, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, I am a certified yoga therapist, and um, that is really how I not only live my life, but I also try and share my story, my journey with others um, to empower them uh, to regain control of their health or to just uh, shift their perspective. And I do that all through the umbrella of yoga. That sounds amazing. So can you tell us how you got into this work and into this field of yoga therapy? What was life like before you started the practice of yoga? So I started practicing yoga when I was 18, and I actually came to the practice differently than most um, people I knew. A lot of people uh, I knew were coming to the practice as like a system of exercise, um, whereas I actually came through the path of meditation. So I wasn't like a practicing asana yogi in the beginning. I would sit and meditate with um, my cousin, actually. who has been a yogi for a long time and he's traveled many times to India and is very spiritual and um, he really introduced the meditation practice to me. Uh, before that, um, I always felt like I was a spiritual kid. I was very connected with uh, <clears throat> like a divine. I always felt like I had that deeper connection, that deeper source and and my mom was actually spirit, really pretty spiritual growing up as well. So I had that influence in my life already. Um, but, you know, I was also a little bit of a rebellious kid. I explored a lot of different things. And when I went to college, you know, I didn't really grow up having a passion per se for anything in particular. You know, I had so many different interests and I was kind of going all over the place and even when I got to college you know I I went in for one thing and I changed my major halfway through and now I'm not even doing what I what I you know had my four-year plan to do which was go to law school so um I think that everybody just there's many paths up the mountain and I think sometimes it takes going up a few different ones to to get to where you feel you uh you belong in some ways isn't that the truth (laughs) yeah and and that's okay right it's it's like 
Um, I think for me, I, I was so set on having a plan because that's just what seem that's just is what like everybody seems to be doing is having a plan. Like we are going to go and, and these are what's going to happen in the next four years. I'm going to go into college and I'm going to study, um, you know, this particular subject. And then after I'm going to go to law school and then after that, I'm going to be a lawyer by the time I'm 23 years old. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, and it just wasn't the case. Um, and I'm, I, it's really funny because I'm current, I'm engaged to an attorney and, um, I just, I'm so, as much as like, I understand and I, I really am, uh, interested in that subject. I just, I'm so happy where I am with yoga therapy. And for me, um, like I said, I, I started this practice when I, uh, was 18 years old. Um, I had maybe taken before that, like one or two, like yoga classes at the gym. Um, but, but outside of that, you know, I was introduced through meditation and I would sit there with my cousin and at the time in college, I worked for his company as my part-time job. So every break I had, um, so the break in the morning, our lunch break, and then another break in the afternoon, I would go to his office and I would sit there and I would meditate with him. And that was my day, um, <clears throat> or the break in my day. And, um, that was really powerful for me. And that pretty much sets the stage for, I, I really believe kind of full circle of what my life looks like now. Um, after college, like I said, I was planning to go to law school. I ended up uh, having second thoughts and working in the restaurant industry for 10 years, um, thinking that, again, right, another path that I was going down that I really enjoyed, but at a point was like, this is not going to be serving me. I feel like I... I don't want to open a restaurant. I know that I want to do something different and I just didn't know what. And I would literally go to bed at night just being so distraught because I felt that I just did not have a passion for anything. I was like, I could do this. I could do that, but it's just so hard. How do I know what I want to do? And at this point in my life, I was in my early twenties and I, um, I was now regularly taking yoga uh, classes. So I was not only doing a meditation practice, but I was also going to class and doing physical asana practice. So yoga was now really a part of my life, um, both on and off the mat. And it's kind of funny cause they always say like the things, like the answers are right there in front of you. Um, and how I got into a physical practice is because I was, so, so we'll go back a little bit. When I was 14 years old, I actually started um, having intense chronic back pain. And throughout my teenage years, I was like battling this chronic pain. And into my early 20s, you know, and I was always physically active. So I didn't feel like, you know, I, just, I guess I just didn't feel that I wasn't like, it wasn't like because I wasn't strong or any of this. But obviously there was some sort of imbalance. Um and at the time, I wasn't really thinking about a mind-body connection. So I, you know, something in me, you know, I went to various doctors, got various x-rays done. Nobody really could diagnose anything. Um, but something in me was like, you know what, I'm going to try and really dive into, like, my, to my yoga practice and see if this helps. I don't know what it was. I couldn't tell you, like, somebody told me to do that. Like, that wasn't the thing at all. It was just something that I felt 
um, intuitively that I needed to do for my body. And that's what I did. And over time, I actually started to rehab myself. Um, I now live completely pain-free, so I'm really excited to say that. And I've been living that way for a long time. Um, <clears throat> so it was a really life-altering experience for me. And then on top of that, I was born with asthma. So throughout my whole entire life, I struggled with breathing, um, especially with even though I was a physical kid and did a lot of activity, I always had my inhaler. I was on so many medications when I was younger for my asthma and, and all the inflammation. And again, like through my yoga practice, all of a sudden, it just, it seemed as though, right, all of a sudden, these symptoms were kind of dissolving. Like I wasn't reaching for my inhaler every day. In fact, I barely thought about my inhaler. And then I was taking these pulmonary tests and, you know, my results were coming out and, and it was like showing my lung function was, was like off the charts in terms of strength. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's working. And obviously for me, you know, when I really thought back, I was like, it has to be my yoga, the way that I've been able to uh, help my breathing function, my breathing and lung function, and also how I'm you know, the development of my self-awareness and how I use my body and how I've uh, connected and moved through some of my stuff and have actually released whatever it was that I was holding on to. <clears throat> I find it so awesome that the asana practice allows you to really step into some physical healing. Yeah, and, you know, that was, for me, I mean, <clears throat> it was like, it was kind of like, and I was, don't forget, like, I was working in the restaurant industry for 10 years, so I was... I know what it's like to be on your feet. You know, I would be on my feet six days a week, you know, for more than eight hours at a time. And that's a lot of physical, um, you know, physical strain on your body. So for me, it was just kind of amazing when I, you know, when I was experiencing pain, waking up every morning at 14 and 15, and now I'm like in my late 20s. And I was waking up and I wasn't feeling any pain. You know, they say like you kind of relate having those aches and pains as you get older. But it seems like in my case, I, you know, I was they were less and less and less as I the older I got. So it was really inspiring for me. Um, and uh, that's, you know, that was my my route into my practice. Uh, and then it just from there, it was just kind of domino effect you know every little everything that came in um I really started to allow my practice to be the space for me to work through everything I mean I lost my father at 18 years old so um so that was like you know right at the time I started my meditation practice and I used that a lot and I was holding on to a lot of grief for many, many, many years. And I, I know that that was a contribute of a lot of the things I was feeling in my body as well. So as I was able to develop my practice, um, I was also able to kind of play and engage some of the emotions that I was never, uh, was never wanting to engage with or, or, you know, never felt comfortable getting that close to. And not to say that today it's like everything comes with ease because that's certainly not the case, but um, I am definitely, um, I, I, I am obviously more self-aware and 
I know now how to use my practice to offer me that time and that space and, and those tools to help me move through the challenges that we all face in life, um, just in different points. So it's, it was, it's been a journey for sure. And it's continuing to be a journey. Um, it sounds like it, right? Definitely. Uh, the, how I got into the field of yoga therapy, again, when, when I was looking to change, um, like I said, I was in the restaurant industry for 10 years and I really just didn't feel like I had a passion for any for anything in particular that I really wanted to quit it all and dive into. I was really stuck and I, I just didn't know where to go. And I was at this point, you know, um, probably like 2013 uh, and I was heavily in my yoga practice. It was very much a part of my life. Um, and a, one of my teachers approached me and she was hosting a teacher training. Um, and she asked me, she asked if I was interested. And of course I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like out of all the excuses that we all have about making time for ourselves, all of those came flooding in. I'm not gonna be able to take back work. I'm not gonna be able to have the time. I work six days a week. There's just no way that I'm gonna be able. And the list just went on and on and on, you know, and it took me probably a couple weeks to really say like, you have to do this because that idea that that um, experience of her coming up to me and and opening this door for me kept coming up <clears throat> and I just saw, one day I just was like why am I closing that door why aren't I just walking through it and that was a turning point for me and so for I had no intentions really of teaching yoga at all when I went into my teacher training my intentions for going into my teacher training were to just simply like engage myself in a shift because every single day I had the same routine. I was waking up in the morning, I was going and doing my practice, I was coming home to grab a quick lunch and then I was off and I was working from 3 p.m. until you know 1 in the morning and that was my day. And I was coming home, you know, again, feeling stuck and not really knowing where to turn. So I was like, you know what? If anything, this is going to offer me a shift in my schedule. And I learned from my yoga practice that it just takes maybe one little nudge in a different direction that can totally shift the trajectory of where you're going. So that was my intention. I'm just going to go in. I'm going to make this shift. That's the commitment I'm making. And hopefully through this process, I'll find some sort of clarity. That was the goal. was like not to teach. I had no idea that I was going to have a business around this. I had no idea my life was going to become this. And um, I was just looking for some clarity and, and for a little bit of, of a shift. So how did you develop practices that during that time – that allowed you to have that shift and what did that shift look like and feel like well i don't think that change is easy for a lot of people so for me once i even though i had consciously made this decision that i'm going to go in i was ridden with anxiety <laughs> i was like so nervous about asking for a certain time off because you know teacher trainings are can be very demanding um so I was getting a lot of anxiety and, and 
I think the biggest thing for me was waking up in the morning and doing a meditation practice that grounded me in my intention because for me, maintaining that alignment was ultimately the thing that was allowing me to push through some of the anxiety. I had to experience the discomfort and because I wanted the intention so bad. Like for me, I was like, I know I can't keep going down the road of coming home at night, really not being happy. And in fact, you know, being upset because I feel so lost. So for that reason alone, I need to keep pushing forward, even though I'm feeling tons of discomfort and, and a lots of uncertainty. Am I going to be a good teacher? Or, you know, like, is this the right thing? Can I take this much time off? I'm not, you know, what about my, what about the money I'm going to make? What about the money I'm going to lose? You know? So I think that uh, I met it, my meditation practice was definitely instrumental in keeping me focused um, and keeping me uh, motivated down this new path. And I continued my physical practice um, throughout that process. So uh, once I got into my teacher training, that was kind of it for me. I was like, I just wanted to learn more and more and more because it seems like the more you learn, it's almost like the less you know. <laughs> so isn't, yeah, so true. <laughs> right. So you're just like, now I was so, first of all, I just, I had this learning bug now that was stimulated and, and I just wanted to keep going and going and going. But in my teacher training, I had like this other aha moment. Wow. You know, I thought I was like this, practice has given me so much it has helped me in so many ways move through my own stuff move through some of the grief and the trauma that I experienced growing up and and the, the loss of my father and um, and also the loss of my grandfather and just a lot of stuff that I was holding on to and then I had this thought like how awesome would this practice be for people with addiction Okay. I don't know where that came from. And I was like, I was like, why isn't there like a yoga, like therapy? Like, I thought that was like a concept I came up with on my own. (laughs) (laughs) It's laughable because it's like, this is a practice that's been around for 5,000 plus years. And I'm here, you know, you know, I don't know, 25 years old being like, why isn't there like a specific yoga, specific yoga therapy? Not yoga we're gonna do this as exercise and get ripped and get long lean muscle but like just a specific practice to help people move through their stuff right like we all have it we carry it I was I literally thought I was like I am on to something here you had this like whole revolutionary idea that was gonna change the whole yoga system yes and I was gonna I was like this is what's happening and um so you know, quickly, that was, you know, I was real, quickly, I realized that I was not the inventor of this idea. (laughs) (laughs) And then Google happened. (laughs) And then Google happened. And I realized I had one of renowned programs in my backyard. So um, why I specifically said addiction is just because, um, you know, I saw a lot of people close to me 
um, people I would encounter, I just saw a lot of people struggling with addiction. People I went to school with and, um, you know, just people that were just really close to me. And I just thought that this was such a healing process for the things that I went through and the grief and, and trauma, and certainly it can help everybody. And then, you know, I started to think about the people that had left, you know, that I had lost and was hoping, you know, it was like, oh, if only they had this, right? If only this tool <clears throat> or this um, practice was like amplified where people actually could get to it and get help with it, you know, because... I feel like a lot of, now it's really shifting our Western society, but, um, you know, yoga wasn't always, like, mainstream. It wasn't doing this um, kind of holistic model to, you know, for breathing and, and meditation and asana practice. Like, that wasn't, people knew about that, but it wasn't to the extent that it is now, and it wasn't offered. It wasn't like a primary suggestion it was like a last resort type of thing so yeah google happened and i <laughs> saw uh the loyola marymount university yoga therapy rx program which was literally you know the program i was looking for and it just so happened to be in my backyard so literally it was like 15, 10 minutes from my house that's amazing. So I was like, oh, this is meant to be. <laughs> I'm going to do this. So then when you started your yoga practices, mm -hmm. how did you um, how did you remain steady with them? Or did you ever just kind of forget to practice or forget to do meditation? I always. Yeah. I, I, I'm just going to be totally transparent. I It takes me a it, – it definitely takes me uh, – some serious like awareness to to really do my practices daily like I I'm not I'm not just like oh you know I get overwhelmed I'm you know running my business I was at the, and at the time I was doing school I was actually so I was in school I was working um and I was trying and I was starting to see clients um in my yoga practice. So I was working still in the restaurant. I was going to school in yoga for at LMU for yoga therapy. And I was also seeing clients, um, just for just teaching them kind of like people who wanted to get into like a basic yoga practice. And I felt where I felt like I had the, um, you know, the tools to serve them. So, um, you know, I, I think that it, it definitely takes effort and it takes me effort and I'm not afraid to say it because um, I think that that's the misconception. It's like people who, oh, they just live, breathe yoga. Everybody just like, you know, they have all this time in the world to do their practice. They, they wake up, you know, 30 minutes early and they practice for 30 minutes. And I'm not saying that I never do that, but I'm also not saying I always do that. And if there are times where I, wake up and I'm rushing out the door and I have to slow down and just find two minutes to do my practice. And that might be all I have. But <clears throat> I definitely, as much as it's in my life, I still think that um, it's definitely something we always have to make time for. Uh, it's not automatic. 
and maybe it's a little easier for me to implement the practice, but that doesn't mean it's effortless. And I think it's important because just because I know this and practice this, I still have to remind myself the value and the importance and, and I still have to remind myself to make the space. Well, and it sounds like going back to what you were saying during your yoga teacher training is just grounding into that intention. Mm -hmm. And that became the practice of first setting that intention and making that the biggest kind of core focus of your day. And even now, just practicing that like intention of I will create space for this in my life and I will try my best to show up for this. Yeah. And, and again, like to me, the practice has shifted right? So before I would like be a little, I would be hard on myself. You didn't do your practice today, you know, and I'd come at myself that way. And now, um, if I don't do my practice one day, not only, I mean, I definitely, I'll feel it. And there's something, there's a little something I do for myself every single day, whether it's a traditional meditation practice or it's working out or it's just simply walking my dog. There is something healing for me that I do every single day for my own self-care. But um, I think that it's really important that when the days slip by and we miss those moments where we don't, uh, we aren't able to do our practice or we didn't take the time, right? The practice then becomes, for me at least, the practice then becomes not judging or being hard on yourself for not doing Finding some grace. Yeah. So you still, so in that way, you're still doing your practice because you've just created this idea of, okay, I didn't do my practice today, right? So you're like in bed at night. Like this is what would happen to me. And I'd be like, oh my God, I didn't do anything for myself today. Like that is so, you know, and I would just start going at it in my mind. And then the mindfulness practice comes in where it's like, hold on, pause. You don't need to beat yourself up. Take a breath and just let it go. And in that moment, which is just one moment, you just did a practice. You just practiced mindfulness and self-awareness. Yes, it's so true. Just pausing and just bringing yourself back into this present moment. Right. And that's the thing. It's The practice doesn't have to be. 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. Yes, it could be, and everybody's practice looks different. But the reality is, is in any moment where you can kind of shift where we're not judging ourselves and we're not beating ourselves up, we remind ourselves of intentions or we remind ourselves to take a breath or we remind ourselves we're having a bad day and we remind ourselves to hit the reset button, that in that moment, you just did a practice. And... You know, it, it doesn't mean that you have to sign up for class and go in and roll out your mat. It just means that you have to be mindful. So how would you describe your life at this point? I know that you talked a lot about the business that you have. Would you share a little bit about the work that you do now and how life has shifted for you since you started your journey? So the work I do now um, as a yoga therapist is I use yoga uh, basically as an integrative medicine practice. And I use yoga to, like, my goals with, with the practice I teach are to empower people to regain control of their health. And I talk about health in this 
kind of um, this kind of whole person model, right? Because that to, that to me is what health is. It's everything. Uh, everything impacts who we are and what we do and how we do it and how we are towards ourselves. And that all affects how we're going to feel and what we're going to think. So I use yoga in that way. Um, and a lot of the stuff, you know, I bring yoga into the Western medical model by either helping support people through their chronic pain journey, right, kind of healing that healing journey, or if they're uh, having any other kind of chronic condition, if they're experiencing anxiety, my biggest thing is about allowing them the, sp the like a safer space to recognize their habits, um, and then offering them tools to implement that change. So it's really a dynamic practice, um, and it's both of us. Uh, coming forward and then continuing to step forward in that way. And I use all the tools that the ancient practice gives us. So everything from mindfulness and meditation to breathing to um, to the body. Um, it's just I'm I'm a firm believer and and now I feel like there's I, there really is no other way of thinking about it that we are absolutely mind body connection and one thought can have a ripple effect in the way we feel down to um, what we physically experience. So, And you talk a little bit about the teachers or the schools that you've gone to. Would you share with us who has influenced you the most? So the schools I've gone to, so one of my uh, dearest, dearest mentors who has been a big influence is, um, his name is Larry Payne, and he... Um, He's just amazing. He's the director of my program at LMU, and he's 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 really he's the real deal, <laughs> you know. Um, and he's just influenced me in so many ways. Uh, he just has an ease and simplicity about the way he approaches things, and I think that that is so key. You know, it's like back to basics. Keep it simple, and. You don't need to complicate everything so much. Everything's complicated as it is. We need to unravel and and get back to the root and to the basics and to the simplicities of of life and enjoy that. So he's definitely been a huge influence uh, for me. I've had incredible. I've, I feel really honored to have some really incredible teachers. Um, I think that there have been people in my life who. Like, just simply, like, my grandfather, big influence in my life. My brother, huge influence in my life. Um, uh, just true role models in, in just the simple things of, like, how to treat people, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm very, very close with my family. I think that my niece has been a huge influence for just showing me the simplicity of love and, like, the innocence and purity of love. I think that a child, like... When you hear the I love you from a, from a three-year-old for the first time, there's just, like, nothing that, like, makes you want to bubble over more. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. It's the sweetest. It's, like, the sweetest, purest thing because they're truly saying it in acceptance of who you are. Um, yeah. You know, my fiancé has been such an amazing support and, and, and just somebody who's been incredibly strong. Um, 
Rousseau, uh, some other amazing teachers, uh, Lori Rubenstein-Fazio. She's a really brilliant physical therapist and yoga therapist who takes this, you know, takes like, it's, it's just beautiful how she weaves um, Eastern and Western medicine into this practice. Um, I mean, I've just worked with some great teachers. Amy Wheeler has been inspirational. Um, Julie Carmen has been inspirational. I think one of my favorite inspirational uh, speakers is Rob Bell. I don't know if you've heard of him. Rob uh, Bell is amazing. Rob Bell is just amazing. Um, if you're listening, Rob, <laughs> <laughs> I live in LA too. <laughs> um, we are your fans. <laughs> we are your fans. But, yeah, Rob Bell. I mean, he's been such an inspiration because he has. Um, just inspired just the way he uh, takes kind of like what we're doing with yoga, right? He's taking, he's doing the same thing, but with, with the Bible, he's just basically taking these ancient texts and he's really showing them some modern interpretations that really resonate with, with our world now. And um, I think he's just absolutely incredible. And it, he just never ceases any of his episodes. Like, I'm never bored. I'm always learning from him, and he's always asking the right questions um, for his listeners. So if, if you guys haven't checked his his podcast out, well, <laughs> all good. Um, but I mean, he's just—I think he's just super. He's just really special in that way. And um, I mean, I could tell you a list of of people. I don't know how many more. <laughs> Well, as far as that goes, if our listeners wanted to begin a practice, where would you recommend that they start? And then, um, of course, we'll have like our show notes and resources on the website. So if there's other resources, Jasmine, that you can think of that you want to list out, we can always put it there as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, uh, if you, if you can always reach out, honestly, to my website, um, I have my company, my business is called Root, R-O-O-T, Yoga Therapy, and I actually do a weekly blog that talks about uh, yoga therapy and just how it applies to our world, so I'm always doing something, I'm always offering insights or perspectives or uh, sharing new new kind of case study about yoga therapy and and we talk about everything I have guest bloggers come on there as well and uh, we just talk about everything from from some of the stuff I was mentioning about mind body connection and where we hold our emotions in our body to really simple practices of how to how, how to use you know some of these really easy tangible tools to help with things like chronic pain um, so that's a great place to start if you're just interested in learning what yoga therapy is and how it can actually help with healing and ultimately bring you um, peace and happiness and and help you manage if you're if you're uh, if you have any chronic symptoms, you can actually use these tools to help manage your health um, and improve your symptoms. And that's what that's what it's all about, whether it's physical or emotional pain. Um, that would be one of uh, one of the resources. I also think um, there's some trying to think of other things I would turn to just for people that uh, are just wanting to be introduced to a practice. I would say just just start somewhere. Um, <clears throat> you can go to 
any studio and, and maybe you just push yourself into trying something, even if it's just for a little bit, or there's some great online offerings if you don't feel comfortable going to the studio. Yoga Glow has amazing teachers. Actually, one of my, uh, my mentor, Larry, he does a Prime of Life series on Yoga Glow. Um, there's also Chris Chapel on there who, who does great, uh, great <clears throat> videos on yoga philosophy. And there's some other wonderful teachers out there, um, as well. So, uh, that would be a great place to start, I think. And then if you have any local studios near you, you can always just look into what they're offering. I think that some of the most gentle practices are the most powerful because it's really in the subtleties of the practice. So I don't think that you should be scared away if you feel like you can't touch your toes or you can't do a push-up because this is just not what it's about. All yoga is about is allowing you the space to observe whatever it is that is coming up for you. So... And then in that way, you actually have the opportunity to make changes in your life. So if you feel like you're like the most inflexible person, it, that's awesome because it's just not a requirement <laughs> for this practice. You can simply sit and breathe. Um, I actually offer really quick little one-minute videos on my Instagram page. If you're interested in just doing a one-minute practice, it's, it's just kickstarting somewhere. Um, and then doing really other simple things off the mat, like keeping a gratitude journal, just listing five things that you're grateful for daily or three things that you're grateful for daily is actually proven to, um, to help with symptoms of depression. So doing things like that can be really helpful. Nature's really healing and, and like anything that you find therapeutic, whether it's cooking, walking your dog, writing, being creative, all these things actually impact our health. And you can start on any of them. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for sharing all those practices. The gratitude practice, connecting with nature, becoming present with yourself, they are all very helpful. I love that you shared the science behind why gratitude practices work. Um, yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We have loved having you on our show, and I know our listeners will connect with your story and I'm sure that they will find so much interest in the yoga therapy background and how you've gotten to where you are today. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys uh, learned from this and um, feel free to reach out to me uh, either through my website or um, on Instagram at root yoga therapy, a little underscore at the end. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I have enjoyed talking with Jasmine. She has some amazing offers that she so generously agreed to share with you, and I just wanted to make you guys aware of them. So first off, she's offered a free 15-minute consultation with her at rootyogatherapy.com backslash contact and mention this episode in the inquiry box. Also, she's teamed up with Silly Yogi Apparel, and you guys can receive 15% off of your purchase with them when you use the promo code root r-o-o-t as always you can find our show notes resources all of this information and so much more on our website at www.abreathoffreshaw.com and follow us on facebook and instagram at a breath of fresh awe. i also want to give a huge shout out to brendan mayer 
he performs the song and all the music on this episode entitled Starting With You. Both Brendan and his dad have a new record out this week called Long Story Short. It's available for purchase on iTunes and you can find the link to it on our website. Please tune in next week for our next episode. Something about the way the empty space between us Don't stay empty long like the horizon Can't stop colliding the sea and the sky Even if I wanted to, couldn't get away The pull is just too strong, can't quite explain it You've got a way that makes me feel like I've been flying blind through the darkest night Oh, but you're like Seeing my first sunrise I never Had anything to lose I couldn't just let go Forget I ever had I never I never had to choose Between wanting what I have Knowing I want it back but now I do, starting with you. Looking at my days, I see a hazy, crazy, faded face or two. Who I was, who I've been, who don't want to be again. Every time you kiss me Girl, you go and feel the empty in me Oh, I never Had anything to lose I couldn't just let go Forget I ever had I never I never had to choose Between wanting what I have Knowing I want it back But now I do Starting with you Just let go, forget I ever, I